Welcome back to Unfiltered Kitchen. We are back with a new episode. What do you have to say already, Dad? Well, you're doing fantastic. I just wanted to say hi to everybody. <laughs> I'm like, what is the issue we just started? I know, I, you know, usually you say hi, then I say hi. But you kept on rolling. Oh, I'm sorry. So it's cool. Welcome to a new edition of Unfiltered Kitchen. I feel like I haven't, we haven't been. Yeah, you've been running. I've been ripping. Yeah, that's good though. Yeah, man, trying to make some money. We're explaining to them what hog hog mode means. Yeah, I feel like I'm living it right now. It's holiday season, and I think I'm just like, I'm trying to meet a bunch of deadlines before the new year. Mm -hmm. I also put a goal in my head of how much money I wanted to make before the year ended. Yeah. And I haven't hit that goal yet, so I'm just like, I'm saying yes to everything right now. Are Are you close? I'm really close, but I'm not. I'm not there yet, and I I have it stuck in my head. Is it a six-figure? It oh, is. Oh, nice. It is, and I'm really trying to hit it. I, yeah. I sat one last year, and I hit last year, so I, I umped it up this year, but I think with businesses still getting, like, in the full swing, I feel like after COVID, everybody yeah. took a hit, so this year was just a little harder. So, you know, okay, I like that. Let, let's just, let me just play with that just for a minute. Okay. The whole thing about you, hit a, you had a goal, mm-hmm. you hit it last year, Mm-hmm. And then you pumped it up again mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. which is what you guys should be doing. Even if you don't have this kind of gig, even if you are working a salary or an hourly commission base, whatever style of work income you have, your idea, I mean, your, your plan should be similar where you say, okay, this is what I made in 2022. This is what I'd like to make in 2023. And then formulate a plan on yeah. how you get from that number in 22 to how you get to that number in 2023. Okay. And look, in 2024, you need to bump the number up again. But the thing is, you don't just artificially just bump it up. But it's what are you going to put in action to get there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would say I try to keep, um, this is a small thing. I try to keep the content that we shoot on here differently than the content that I shoot on my other podcast on Think Loud Crew. Way different vibes, right? Yeah, not a mile. Way different vibes. But one thing that I that has been sticking with me from Think Loud Crew, if you guys listen to that podcast, we had Jasmine on. Jasmine is the owner of Extended Beauty Bar. She does my hair, and she kills it every time. A plus. One of the things she said, and it's been in my head, and it's like, girl, why didn't you tell me that a year ago, was I'm always talking about setting intentions or goal setting. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, you need to date set. And I was like, explain that to me. She's like, set a time and a day where you want this done. And I was like, okay, give me an example. She's like, it could be as simple as you want to clean your room in three hours. So set a time for three hours. And when that that timer goes off, you're going to feel like it's like almost an accountability right. where it's like you set a time in a day. And if you can't stick with that, that's your issue right there. Like that's the procrastination. That's the, let me set a new timer. And she's like, it's going to eat at you because I work how she works. So we already, we really get along with that. So she's like, I already know your personality. You're the type, if you have a time in a day, you're going to want it done by that time in a yeah. day. Yeah. So I've been date setting ever since I shot with her. And you know what? I really like that. Yes. I, you know, I like that I learn stuff too. Because I'm a I'm a big to do list. To do list, right? Okay? I write lists all day. But to do list with date a dated set? 
because sometimes my to-do list, I yeah. saw one the other day, one of my lists uh-huh. that I had done three months ago. Yeah. I was like, it's only about 40% stuff done on here. But the time dated too? The time Man. and date set is a whole nother ball game. You guys talking about having a big 2024? Mm-hmm. Listen to what we're, set your goal and set it high. Don't be scared. Yeah. Okay. And then how are you going to get there? What do you need to do between this? To, you're here. You want to be here. What are the stops you need to make? Right. Are the points you need, the leaps you need to, and then put dates on them too? Man. And she was like, be, be intentional yeah. with the date that you set. Be realistic with the date yes. that you set. But also put pressure on yourself because you can handle the pressure. Yeah. And the whole time I'm listening to her, I'm like, okay, keep going. Like, yeah. like yeah. feed me more. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. I love, yeah. I love that I can learn so much from my elders, but also my peers. Like I love that I can meet up with someone who's my age or younger than me or a little bit older than me and learn so much and gain so much knowledge when it comes to entrepreneurship or just life. And when you get into friendships where you can feed off of each other and use each other in a positive way where Mm -hmm. it's like, you're not hating on your friend who just booked this big deal or just closed this contract. And you're like, damn, I am so happy for you. Give me some knowledge. Right, like, give right. me some of that. How'd you do that? Yes, those how are can, the friendships and, and, that and you need. And you're saying, how'd you do that so that I can learn how I can do that? Yes, yes. Yeah. I've really yeah. learned it this this year. I really, truly have learned what I want out of my work relationships versus my friendships. And within my friendships, I've always kept business separate because money and friendship always, it gets a little finagled. You know, sometimes it can be weird. I've always separated the two. And I would say recently I learned that I don't, I should be able to go to my friend with a business question and to be able to get a real answer. You get what I mean? Like if I felt like I'm, I always, I always kept my business separate, but up until now I have like a really good friend who is business savvy and we're kind of in the same world, but not in the same world of mm-hmm. business. And I always watch, I watch how she moves and I'm like, okay, I see you. Yeah. How do I get there? Right. You know? Right. And I would say if it was me last year, I would be so self-conscious to ask. And this year I'm, I'm like, Hey, help me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me what you're doing. Right. Tell me what you see that I'm doing that I could do more of stuff like that. And, I only say that to say sometimes you have to learn how to shoot your shot. Are you guys the same age? No. She's a little older? She's a little older than me. A little bit? A little older than me. And then, like, another one of my friends just... How many years? Three, four? Two, three. Another one of my friends just launched a business, a clothing business. Remy just launched Woven Co. And I was like, let me... As being her friend, I'm like, okay, let me get some clothes. I bought some clothes. I'm going to set up a photo shoot. I'm going to post about it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because now I want to be able to support you as a friend. So I'm only saying that you have to realize that as entrepreneurs, when your friend is launching a business, don't always be the friend to be like, oh, let me get one. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Let me get one. You know. Support your friend the same way we support Starbucks or McDonald's or whatever else. Like buy from your friends. Don't expect your friends to just give you stuff. And when they do, when you, when you do buy it, post it, 
support them. It, it, I'm telling you, it feels so good when I get orders from Nails or Redder K and I see people that I know, like people that I'm sure could just ask me for right, it, right. but really take the time to go on there and do it and put their own information in and stuff. So like when Remy launched her business, I was like first in line. And then yeah, you can't you ask can. your, you cannot ask your homie, your girl, to give you the freebies. I mean, you can, but that's a sad that's a sad step. Really, what you need to be doing is is supporting them by buying that product. Look, you don't go into Starbucks tomorrow. Let me get a freebie. Yeah, you know, you don't go to Fred Siegel's. Is, is no thing with Fred Siegel's. There is okay. You don't go to Fred Siegel's talking about give me a you know let me get a shirt. Yeah, you know so. Support your friends. Yeah, without a doubt. Even if you have to pay a little bit more, you know, because they're not they're not the big box manufacturer. Mm-hmm. That sounds better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I didn't know Remy launched a new business. She did, and it's um, faith based wear. So it's athletic wear. Uh-huh. You know, sweats. Oh, I actually have the sweats on right now. These are her sweats, the Woven Co. And they have like the uh, John's three sixteen. Yeah, like they have like scriptures on the back. Messages on the front. She has a chosen set. She has an intricately woven set. Mm-hmm. And the stuff is really good material. Remy really sought out a sewer and someone to hand dye. And she really put yeah. everything she has into it. Where yeah. I feel like right now we're a big generation of like fast fashion, cheap yeah. stuff that is just made really quick and it, we can buy it cheap. But the quality of her stuff is really good. Her packaging was really good. I was really proud. Is it all women? No, it's unisex. Unisex. Well, I know what unisex is. Okay, well, why do you shrug like that? Do you know what unisex is? Well, unisex would be like a sweatshirt that a man or a woman could wear. Yes, and that's what it is. I, 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 I guess I say that because I'd like to see a woman in a tapered. Okay. You know. In a tapered sweatshirt? In a fitted. Yeah, I mean, I want to see still the natural curves of a woman. Well, if she has a big booty, then I guess it will stick out of the sweatpants. And if not, she's going to look like a boy? If not, then it might just be a little loose. Okay. I, you know what? I, I guess there's nothing wrong with uh, unisex. <laughs> I'd rather have my own, a male version. I, I mean, this, you Remy, know. Remy, I hope you hear this. <laughs> Remy, you know I love you though, bro. I hope I just, you hear this. I almost fell. Oh, my God. All right, let's get into I mean, look, so it. Let's that, get so, it. Okay, wait. But, what? But what? What? That means that Remy uh-huh. and Brandon. Are wearing the same outfit. Are pulling from the same closet, yes. Do you know how much stuff that Zach and I, I wear his sweatpants all the time. And does he wear yours? Okay. Hmm. Th- that was a terrible example. Okay. But he did ask me the other day, where was the chosen crew neck? You know, he wanted to wear the top. That was his top or your top? It was originally his, and then I wore it once, and then now it's back to his. Yeah, so that was his. He's not wearing yours. But I'm saying it could have just been mine. So wait, since we're talking entrepreneurs. Yes, let's hear what you have to say. No, I just want to shout out to my girl, Shannon. Oh, Shannon. What's the name? Creations by Shannon. No, Confections by Shannon. Shit, you're right. Confections by (laughs) Shannon. Should I go get the package real quick? Talk to him, I'll go get the package real quick. Okay, so my dad went to, how do you say it, Weber? Weber State College. Weber State College, which is in Utah. 17 years old. He was 17 years old. I think he played basketball. He did play basketball. And he met his friend Shannon. One of the first people he met in Utah, 
And they've been friends now for a gazillion years because if he was 17, my dad is well into his 60s now. So you guys do that math. That's like a million years. Um, and every now and then he's like, I'm going to meet up with my friend Shannon. I swear I've never met Shannon. Maybe when I was a kid, but I can't remember meeting Shannon. So but- Shannon came to the house when we were during Ellie Wright's. Dad, I was like Which three. Was, yeah, you were very young. You I was a baby. But yeah, she came out. So next time Shannon comes, bring Shannon over here. She was in San Diego a couple couple months ago. I know, you went we out got there. together, yeah. So here's a cute little packaging. So I don't know if you guys... It's confections.by.shannon. Okay, yeah. On Instagram. So she started off making this out of her home. Uh-huh. And she used to send it out every year as Christmas gifts to her friends and family. Okay. Well, she eventually, I guess somebody really dug it and said, you know, let's put you in my shop. One oh, of the nice. shops in Salt Lake. Yeah. So then it just grew, and now she is an entrepreneur businesswoman. Would you ever go back to visit Utah? I've been meaning to go back to visit Shannon for so many years, but I've just never been to you. I've never got back to Utah. I would be so down to go and take a trip to Utah. I'd go. With Especially if you guys want to go during the, during the winter. Yeah, I'm saying well, like actually, when it's actually, snowing Utah is so stuff. versatile. No, they're... they're um, what is it? Zion, Zion, Zion Park. Um, there's a great park there. Okay. I think it's called Zion. Something like that. It's a beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful place. Summer or winter. Okay. Okay. Winter you do have the snowing, but even during the summer it's great hiking. It's, I want to go waterfalls. when it's snowing. I feel like my kids don't experience snow. Oh, they got great places. I have a really ignorant question to ask. What is Utah where like all the Mormons are? Yeah. That's where the base most more most Mormons live in Utah. And then I think probably the second largest place I want to say Wyoming, but I could be wrong. But yes, they're centered in Utah. What was your experience in Utah being a 17-year-old black boy from LA? Well, that's why I love Shannon so much because, you know, Shannon kind of took me in and Shannon's white. Shannon's white. Okay. Yeah, Shannon's white as could be. I love my girl Shannon, but yeah, she's from Utah. Not white as can be. Oh, she is. She's as white as can be. She's from Utah. She's from Utah, born okay. and raised. Um, her family was not Mormon. I think her first husband was Mormon. So he had uh, multiple uh, wives. No, no, no. Not all Mormons have multiple wives. That's kind of the the extreme. The ones that live out in the country, the ones that live in the city, are are sophisticated. I don't mean sophisticated as if you're in the country, you're not, but they're not all polygamous. Okay. Okay. That's uh, the ones that are, okay. So like if you talk about Jews and you have the Jews and you have Orthodox Jews, okay. Well, the Orthodox Jews kind of deliver, I mean, believe a different set of rules or live by a different set of rules. Okay. So that's how some of the Mormons are. Okay. Yeah. So, cause like all I, where I live, there's a big Mormon community right now in Camarillo, uh-huh. but none of them are polygamous. So, so, so yeah, don't polygamy. I know you think about Mormons, it, it kind of comes in there, but most Mormons are not. It is so the ones that are. Her husband was Mormon. I think her, no, her first one wasn't. Her first one was an alpha. Oh my God. Well, I just remember he didn't like him. She didn't even like him. Oh my um, God. Shannon, the, dad. The second one was a very nice guy. How many has she had? She just had two. Oh, you keep naming them like yeah, there's know, so I many know. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Utah was actually great. It was a great experience. But so Shannon, she was one of the first girls she you was, met. Yeah, she was. I, and I don't remember how many. I think I was in line registering, and I just met her. I, I don't know. But she Were was there always a lot of black people? Oh, no. No. 
Count them. I could count them on my hands. So the first, okay, so it was really a trip. The first week I was there, I think it was the first two weeks, I counted, I think it was 12 black people. The whole college. And one girl, I think I counted twice. <laughs> just because I needed to pump the numbers up. Now, Utah was less than 1% uh, blacks. So did all the black people gravitate to each other? I did not gravitate to them because, I mean, some of the ball players I did, mm-hmm. but they were, they were country bumpkins. And they weren't from Utah. They were people that got shipped in to go to Job Corps. I think it's really cool that you are still to this day friends with somebody that you met yeah. in college at 17. Oh, she's, that's my girl. She's my girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that when I'm your age, I'm still connected to some people I've met. I'm sure college. you will be. The you other day be. we were. Like, like Delana? No, and, I, me and, and Dee yeah, and Nadia will be friends yeah. But I just yeah. mean like the other friends that you meet. Like you have your core. Nadia and Delana are my sisters. You know yeah. what I mean? But like my other friends that I've met. The other day I was opening like a bunch of PR stuff and just going through it, you know, going through it, post, go through it, post, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I opened one and Zach was like, I don't think this is PR. And I'm like, well, what is it? And it was a, a cutting board, like mm-hmm. a really nice thick. You used it last night. Oh, okay. Yes. Cutting board. And then it said like a Davis family and um, it had our wedding date on it. And I'm like, this is definitely not PR. And I'm like going to the box trying to figure out who it was from. And it was from my friend. Shauna, I'm looking okay. at the S, I'm looking at Shannon. <laughs> um, my friend Shauna, who I went to college with, and she's from New York. And, and it was the sweetest note, like, I'm late, but congrats on your home. Congrats mm. on your first year of marriage. I'm always here for you. And I started crying. Oh, okay. So you knew her from Hampton? I knew her from Hampton. Freshman year, we became friends. So it was, it was like, I had a group of, like, we call it, like, you know, the L.A. girls. We all hung out, and then... We had a set of friends, and they were all from New York. Shauna, Kwani, and Nakaya. They were like the New York girls. Right. And you've met all of them. They flew out for my baby shower. Okay. They, for with Ryder. They flew out for my wedding. Like, they, we consist, we've been so consistent in supporting each other in life. And it means a lot. But it just felt, I don't, I don't know why I was, like, emotional that day or whatever. But I think I just, when you get something that's just so unexpected, and I feel like this is what it was. That day, I felt like everyone was asking me for something. I had a lot of ask that day. Mm. Can I borrow this? Can I get this? Can I come by and pick this up? I need to use this. And if I have it, I'm going to give it. It, It's just natural. But I felt like that day I was so drained with being asked for something. And then I received something that was so unexpected. Right, right, right. I sat here and cried with the chopping board. Nice, nice. It was so happy. Yeah. And yeah. we set it up in the kitchen. Zach is like, this is so nice. You know, anything and, that says Davis on it, he loves. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was so nice. And I messaged her and I'm like, Shauna, like, this is so nice. And she's like apologizing that she's late. I'm like, girl, this is not late. This is right. great. Yeah, this right this on time. was right on time. I right. needed right. this today. Right. But I don't know. It just meant a lot to me. But I I'm, I feel like those are the relationships that I really want to keep um, nurturing up until when I'm seasoned like you yeah so it's my tenure next year is it really my tenure for are, college are you going back i am i i am 
Okay. I want to go to homecoming. Nice. Um, I'm not going to bring the kids. I brought Ryder back one year, and it was very an overwhelming experience. I saw a picture of you back there. I posted it the other day. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, someone asked me the other day, have you ever brought Ryder or Ace to homecoming? And I brought Rye, and I posted a picture of us at homecoming. And I want to go back this year uh, kid-free. You were skinny as a rail. Skinny as a rail. a tiny little thing. Tiny. Yeah, I want to go back this year. No kids. I want us to have a good time. I'm kind of like so side you know, eyeing Zach. Does he get to come? So you used to tell me. I mean, you tell me about the people that you knew and everything. Mm-hmm. There's still one person that I never met that I've always wanted to, and I even have a vision of what they look like, but I could be real wrong. Okay. I think her name was Bambi, or or Barbie. Barbie, who was like I love Barbie. Thug life too, right? A little bit. Barbie was, was like from a, Virginia and was ready to rumble. Was ready to rumble. She was always mad that me and my two friends would always get picked on. And we weren't fighting. But didn't you say she was cute though, right? She's adorable. She's in blonde hair? No, she has black hair. A black hair? She okay. looks like a black Barbie. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And now she really does because she's gotten work done. But oh, really? she was natural. She had the most perfect little Do boobs. you guys still keep up yes. with each other? Yes. She was supposed to come to the wedding. And then something happened, so she wasn't able to come. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. I still keep up with her. She has... She had back then she had the most, I mean, her body now is still amazing. But back then she had an amazing body and it was all natural. Mm. Fat ass booty. Just the biggest butt you've ever seen. A little tiny waist. She had nice, nice boobs working with her. And everyone called her Barbie. She mm. looked like a Barbie. Okay. Now she's actually gone and got some work done. Did she need to? She didn't need to at all. But she just. But she just, she really likes her figure, and I, she had a baby. Oh, so she's just She okay. wanted to, you know, whatever. Right. I get it. I, I, I'm right there right. with her. But Barbie Is she was, still in Virginia? She's in Atlanta now. In Atlanta. Okay. Yes. Right. That is one that Barbie could do no wrong. So I think that's your only friend. Her name that, is Erica. Her real name is Erica. Okay. That's the only friend that I, I remember you Have you ever about. seen her? No, I don't think Let so. Let me see your phone. I'm going to show you. you. On my phone? Yeah, I'm going to show you her Instagram. Oh, don't get me hooked. Every now and then, Barbie's on the shade room. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she has a son with, uh, you're not going to know him, but London, London on the track. He's like a music guy, and he has a, he has a few baby mamas, and um, mm, okay. he's always in the tabloids for something. And every now and then, Barbie is in them too. Well, Erica, she goes by Erica now. Erica. Yeah, she said, uh. You're not going to know him. And I'm like, well, maybe I will. And she say, London. London on the track. I'm like, no, don't know him. Don't know him. Don't oh. Don't know him. Okay, so this was her back in college. These are college days pictures. Oh, yeah. But she has a nice little figure, but look at. Oh, look at you, Barbie. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> okay. Now you have a face to it. <laughs> but, okay, what it was is people would always pick on me. And Barbie would be like. I'm going to go get him. And I'll turn around and Barbie's sitting there fighting the girl. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm going to go back for the 10 years. Zach keeps looking at me like, do I get to come with you? And I'm looking at him like, oh. Oh, you want to leave back? No. I already told Nadia I was going to bring him. And she's like, okay, I'll bring Avery. Because my other friend is married. So. Oh, yeah, you guys got to go back with your husbands. Yeah, but then Delena. I don't want Delina to feel like I don't want to go with you guys. You guys are all married. You'll be Delina's date. Yeah, come on. You know me and Dion, oh, all right? Hell no. <laughs> 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 all, all right, right guys. I love all the girls. 
So we're gonna do a few speak pipes. I put this up a few times, and we got a few. We got quite a few actually. So people. let me just say, you know, we left off. We were supposed to be talking about marriage. You, me, us. Oh, we did do those, and we never did it. So no. we're we're in circle back. Okay, but not today. No, not today. Yeah, and then the next episode when me and Kyle did an episode, which I heard went really well. I thought it was good. Uh huh. Um. One of the questions that we read was that for, came from Speak Pipe. Mm-hmm. Speak Speak Pipe mm-hmm. was I think it or, or was we read it. I'm not sure. It was a young lady. How do you make the transition from college to career or adulthood? Ooh. And we waited for you. Okay. Because. You know, when I went to college, it was you know. It was, you know I'm gonna be honest. That's that, before they invented the wheel. I'm I'm probably not a good person to ask that question. Why not? That was one of the toughest years of my life. Well, it's a tough time. Going so, from college. Oh wait, we're not gonna do it now oh. unless you want to do it now. Oh, okay. Whenever you want to do it. The thing is, though, there was a couple people that listened to the podcast mm-hmm. and hit YouTube mm-hmm. and talked about how they did it. Oh, okay. I have to go check it out. Okay, so let me save that question because I want to yeah, go read yeah. what other people said and then I'll yeah. share my own experience. Yeah. Yeah. So the next episode, we'll do marriage talk and college talk. So okay. today, let's get some new ones that we can answer right now. That none of We haven't gone through this. We haven't heard this at all. No, most of the times I go through it, I listen, I vet everything. But I've put up a few speak pipes today where I said, send us a message, tell us a story, ask for advice. So who knows what we're going to get, okay? Okay. All right. So uh, before you do that, though, mm-hmm. are you not going to ask about my... my- I'm ignoring it. But oh, you're ignoring Okay. I'm going to ask you at the end. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Me at the end. Yeah. Right, that's right. So these are on. We have no idea. I don't know what they're going to say. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get a dirty, notchy, raunchy one. They can say, screw both of you guys. You guys suck. <laughs> but I have a good one here, though, too, on the phone, whenever you're ready to do that one. So I um have recently got really sick and um when i woke up one morning i developed a really big cold sore and Herpes. i am wondering um how to tell my partner that i, have I want them to get scared of me um that she what i couldn't hear that that she wanted to do what well, can you stop saying herpes well, every two she got, seconds? Though. She got herpes. Okay, Dad, we got that part. One morning, I developed a really big cold sore, and I am wondering um, how to tell my partner. I don't want them to get scared of me. Um, oh, I know that a lot of America does have this problem, um, but... How would you word it? What would you say to your partner if you were me? She said, I don't want my partner to get scared and leave me. I mean, a a lot of people get cold sores. Let's just call that what it is. And yes, it is a form of herpes, but that doesn't mean that it is genital herpes. So I would say before you go to the extreme, go and get tested to figure out what form it is before you send that text i would already know what i have i'm just saying if you think you have an sti 
go get it checked and then go and inform your partner and be able to say, I went and saw, I went to do medical. I went to the medical person or the doctor. The doctor said I have this and this is what the doctor's saying that I can do to cure it or to live with it. And then that way, when your partner has questions, they're able, you're able to answer them. If you just hit them with, hey, I woke up with a cold sore, they're going to be like, so what the fuck does that mean? But if you hit them with, I woke up with a cold sore, I went to a doctor immediately, the doctor said it's a form of herpes and it's not genital herpes, but we probably shouldn't kiss or make out until it goes away. And maybe you should also go get tested too. But wear Carmex because Carmex kills cold sores. And I only know that because the person next to me thought that they had herpes. Ooh, it was the worst <laughs> day of my life. I was, you remember that, huh? I remember. Oh, I was so You panicked. told me. I was so You panicked. were freaking out. I had I had something. something. It was. You you know, had, you, was it a cold sore? You had something growing on that lip. It was something crazy. <laughs> you had something growing I on thought your I, lip. I thought somebody gave me the, the, the ubi jubies. I was so, and I was like, what? <laughs> I went to the pharmacy, said, sir, let's get some, get some Carmax, put it on there. I said, Carmax? I said, sir, put some Carmax. Let me know how you're doing tomorrow. This pharmacist, I thought it was full of shit. Put that car. That shit went away. I was. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> uh, young lady, get some Carmax. Get some Carmax. I'm telling you, you may not have, you may not have to go through. I'm telling you. Don't all, send that text until you know All what you the things have. that you're going through your head. How do I tell my friend? How do I explain this? Da, 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 yeah. You I'm, may not have to go through all that. Get some Carmax. Hurry up. <laughs> get some Carmax. And at the same time, go in regularly. If you're not with, um, like. A person? A person, but even if you are, you should still do STI checks. Well, how do you do, what do you do, just regularly go in every three months to get an no, STI? No, like, anytime I go to when you see say the, STI? Um, yeah. Sexually transistent. Infections. Tra- oh, infections, STIs. Yeah. Okay. Anytime I go and do, like, a mammogram or a pap smear, or you go to your uh, girl doctor, what's it called, an OB? OBGYN. Yeah, those girls, those people, the doctor, that man, that yeah. person, the Gucci doctor. Anytime you go there, they'll be like, do you want to do STI check? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, run it. Especially if you're young and you're active. But my, I, I say that to say I feel like a lot of married people are like, oh, no, I don't need to. But, yeah, let's do it. Uh, actually, you do. Let's see what's going on in there. Yeah. So I just say anytime you have an opportunity, go and get checked. Now, see, if the, if the young lady was... You know, when she said, how do I explain this? I, you know, reading between the lines means she's out there. No, no, no I no. didn't get that. Okay, I didn't get that. Okay, she just okay. doesn't know how to shoot that text. No, that that's- no. She doesn't know how to shoot that text. Oh, I got a cold. Okay, look, if I get a cold sore, hmm. if I, let's, let's round about. If I get herpes, if I get an STD. Let's not give her herpes. She has a cold sore. Okay, I'm not talking about her. Okay. I'm talking about me. Okay. If I get something, okay. first thing I'm doing is I'm looking at my wife. Yeah, where'd you, where you? I'm not sitting up there saying, oh, how do I explain this? Because I ain't done nothing. Mm. See? You know what I'm saying? Mm. And she's like, oh, how do I explain this? Yeah. That's why I say she's out and about. Yeah. Possibly. Because if I got something right now, I'm 
I'm going to Zach. That's right. What the what's going on? Yeah. What is this shit all about? <laughs> There's something going on my lips. Yes. Yeah. Help. And Carmax didn't kill it. Carmax didn't kill it, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. This is one that I wanted to do because Essence is my girl. She listens to our podcast. Think Loud Cruise podcast I, I comments I, I, on yes, everything. Yes, 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 spams everything. Shout out to Essence. Yes, I yes. appreciate it so much. So I wanted to play hers. You know what I wish that because I still, you know, every time I go and I see like somebody, I, I often like to go to their page, mm-hmm. but some of these people's page are private. Uh huh. And I'm still, you know, I still remember when I first started this whole thing. You said, Dad, just don't. You can't open up. Can't follow you, everybody. You, can't follow, you don't know these people. Yeah, you can't follow. Yeah, so I still don't follow a lot of people. I mean, I you know, but I feel like Essence you could follow. Okay, all right. Green light on Essence. Yeah, I feel like we talk. Yeah. We talk every week okay. at this point. Okay. We might as well be all right, friends. Cool. All right. Okay. Thank you, Essence. I see you too, girl. I hope I'm not too late, um, but I wanted to say that I really appreciated your last episode where we talked about the woman who you know, was abused as a child, um, and then her mother did not receive it well. I will say that it is very difficult to disconnect from your parents. And I know, Papa Floyd, you've touched on that before, but but it does get easier to slowly pull back. So I have the same situation with my mom. I was sexually abused by my stepfather. She knew what was going on, but didn't want to admit it to herself and stayed married. Long story short, I have taken steps back, right? My daughter will never be alone with her, uh, but also I limit our conversations. And when they start getting really contentious, I just disconnect the call, right? I I tell her I gotta go because I don't wanna argue with her. So for anyone who has a strained relationship with their parents, they just need to learn how to slowly take it one step at a time, right? So stop showing up as much as you used to. I used to loan money to my mom. I don't do that anymore. So maybe it's hard to completely disconnect, but you can slowly scale back. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. yeah, it is. Here's what I was thinking about her whole, from the minute I started hearing her speak. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom watches the show. Yeah, you told me. Every, and I told you, why after, didn't you tell me? Because yeah. half the time <laughs> yeah. I'm cussing. So, I asked her, no, I was asking her one day if she saw a particular episode and she's, I don't, I don't remember if she did or not, but that's not what, what, what stuck, what stuck in my mind. What stuck in my mind was she said, this is, I think after the first or second uh, speak pipe that mm-hmm. we did, she said, you know, Kyle, your audience based on what I heard is a very sophisticated audience. Mm-hmm. They all speak very well. Yeah, they do. You know, so, and, and when Essence started talking about it, that's the audience my mom is talking about. Yeah. So I just, you know, that was just, yeah, I'm really happy that you took your time out to share your personal story to give or shine light to someone else who has gone through something similar to what, um, you've gone through slash the person that we talked about on the other episode and kind of shine light onto things that you do that get you through navigating the relationship with yeah. uh, your mom. So, you know, what's also nice is how she's willing to share as other people have been willing to share things that historically my generation would be hush, hush. Don't speak about it. Don't talk about it. I don't want anybody to know. Yeah. Now, you know, 
and I, I, I understand that mentality. I don't agree with it, but I do understand it. Um, but I always appreciate people that have a strong enough personality and confidence mm-hmm. that they can deal with that diversity, not diversity, travesty mm-hmm. that happened in their life and make it a educational or, or a point to grow from, a launching point to grow from, as opposed to, you know, letting this be a reason that they are, you know, addicted to drugs or, you know, self-defeating or, you know, just negative, negative. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, you find it as a, as I don't know if I'm saying it right, but as a motivator, but it is certainly not something that people are sitting back and being ashamed of because it's not your fault. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. your fault. It's something you got, these are cards you got dealt, but you're dealing with the best you can and, and bravo for those that are able to conquer. And, I definitely think your generation is more of like, don't talk about it. Yeah. Don't even say it. Yeah. Because even when I was going through my pregnancy with Ryder Mm -hmm. and the doctor was saying that Rye had a brain tumor, mom and I left that office and she said, don't tell anybody. Did she really? And I was like, what? And she's like, don't tell anybody. We're going to keep it between us. Just for clarification, Ryder never did have a brain tumor. No. But, you know. There was at one point I was twenty two weeks and you do the ultrasound where they like really look in there and mm-hmm. look at the, the do all this stuff it's like a uh, like a really intense ultrasound yeah and they did her brain scan and the doctor said it looks like there's a brain tumor and I was in there like what the fuck is a brain tumor what does that even mean no. it didn't even register to me like what that meant and she's like you got to come back next week and we're gonna monitor you weekly to see if it grows. And I just remember being in the elevator. I can literally picture it. And mom was like, do not tell anyone we're going to deal with this. And I'm sitting there looking at her like, how are we going to deal with this? And why aren't we telling anybody? We got in the car and she was like, don't tell anybody. Let's go back next week and we're going to deal with it. And I didn't tell anybody. I just just said, okay. Mm. We went back six weeks. We kept going back. We kept going back. Like We we kept going back. Weekly? Weekly. It was a weekly appointment. Okay. That's why I posted a picture one day of all of Ryder's uh, ultrasounds. And someone was like, dang, how do you have so many ultrasounds? Because you don't really, you don't get them every time right, you go. Right. I was like, because I was at that office every damn week. I remember at one point I told mom, like, I need to tell somebody. Like, it's driving me crazy. I don't think you told me. No, I wasn't allowed. I, I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't allowed, but she put a lot of pressure on me to keep it between us. And I wasn't sure if it was because she wasn't sure how to process it or what. But one day I asked her and I'm like, why can't we tell anyone? I didn't tell Kyle. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody. And she said that she wanted to keep the energy between her and I. And I looked at her and I said, no, you don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you don't. It was like... I was like, it's way bigger than just us. I'm going to speak on that just for a moment. And it's not that particular issue, but it's the whole thing of when uh, a perceived circumstance comes up. So I'm a big proponent of the power of prayer. Okay. I can't, I can't witness to you about God. I I just, I haven't met him. I haven't seen him. I don't, you know, Biblical, I, I don't see the evidence of it. I believe in God. But what I know is the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. How it works, I can't explain to you. 
But I've seen it time and time and time and time again, what prayer can do and undo or unravel or fix. Okay. When the doctor can't do it, prayer can do it. So that's why I'm not a proponent of that. Keep it to yourself. I'm like, no, let's share this with a certain special folks. Let's put us a prayer circle together. I mean, you know, you can't share, you you can't give that energy to certain people because then they're run with that negative mm-hmm. position. But if you take that and you take that and say, look, I'm going to God, I'm going to, I'm going to the source because it's bigger than me. Doctors can't handle it. You can handle it though. So let's put a prayer together to fix this. Okay. Because it's beyond me. Yeah. Which so we, a- which we had to do in the future once Ryder had Bielkat. There was plenty mm-hmm. of times where my dad was like, I'd be in the hospital with Rye freaking out, crying. And he's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, what do you mean? Why am I crying? I'm looking at my baby in the hospital. That's why I'm crying. And he's like, I already prayed it away. Yeah. And I'm like yelling at him on the phone. What do you mean? And then I'm going to tell you this. There's a couple of, couple of times when I've had fantastic prayers. I'm going to share one with you. This was a fat, this was fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um, I had a I had a woman that used to rent a house from me. Mm-hmm. Okay, she had several kids. Um, I call her one day because she's been late on rent, and she just said, "Hey, look, Kyle, Mr. Floyd, I, I'm sorry, I've been having problems. You know, my youngest, and I'm not gonna say his name. Um, I've been taking him to the doctor, and it, it, evidently he's got some kind of uh, Holen's heart heart disease. It, it's it's kind of touch and go." Da, 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 da. I said, look, um, don't worry about rent. Just, you know, I mean, get it to you when you can. I understand. Um, you know, let's, let's just don't worry about it right now. So that particular weekend, and as she tells me this, like maybe on a Wednesday or Thursday, and she's kind of devastated by the whole thing. That weekend, there was an event going on. This I'm living with Teresa in Camarillo. There was an event, a Camarillo County or city affair. Mm-hmm. We go to it. And it's, you know, concert, foods, you know, vendors and all that. But one of the people, and there, there was a water stand. We stopped by the water stand and they were just giving out water. But at the same time, the guy was trying to recruit or talk to you, talk to us about Christianity. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Let's hear it. So we pulled in, it was hot, took the water, boom, boom, boom. He said, hey, brother, are you a believer, da, da, da. We started talking. He said, how about a prayer? And I said, you know, I got I got per- the perfect person to pray for. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I told him the name, and he prayed on it, and I prayed on it. There was another woman that was there that was with him, and the Teresa was there with me. So we sat there, you know, a foursome, and we prayed on this particular issue, this particular person. And then we walked away. When we walked away, I felt really good. Yeah. And then I talked to her. I don't know if it was, it wasn't the next day. It was like maybe four or five days later. Okay. And I just called her. I just said, I just said, I said, said, Red, hey, how's how's the little one doing? She said, Kyle, we just got back from the hospital. I swear to God. I'm going to cry about this because I just remember this so clear. We just got back from the hospital yesterday. And she said, the doctors can't explain it. 
he's fine. He's doing fine. She was so giddy. You know, she was so happy. Yeah. Um, and all I remember is saying, you know what? That was a hell of a prayer we put down. <laughs> we put down a hell of a prayer. We did we did that thing, you know. So I'm telling you, it was, just, it was that's why I say it was now I don't know, you know. I'm saying I believe I know the power of prayer. Yeah. And then that's one of many stories I could tell. Um so that's why I say, you know, going back to where we were, mm-hmm. you don't keep, I'm not going to say bad news, but news that you can't, that you don't want to handle all by yourself. You know, you bring those that are around you that understand, hopefully understand the power of prayer and you get to it. Yeah. You go to work. Yeah. You don't sit back and let a bad circumstance stay bad. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, you got to go in there and shake it up. Yeah. I would say during that time, I think I was in such a brain fog mm. myself. You know, Ryder's pregnancy was different. And then hearing about the tumor situation, it was just like another thing. I'm like, I can't handle this. Yeah. And mom navigated my pregnancy for me. I I needed her to to get through it. And then um, I remember being there and I told mom going up the elevator and I said, I I can't keep doing this. She either has a tumor or she doesn't have a tumor, but. If she has a tumor, she has a tumor. We're going to figure it out. But I'm still going to have her, and yeah. we'll figure it out at that point. And I said, I'm not going to keep coming back here because at this point I'm giving her one. I feel like I'm giving mm. her one. Yeah. The energy that I'm passing, I feel like I'm giving her one. So this is my last time coming here. And she said, okay, if that's your decision. But the time before that, the doctor said, um, if she has one, you should terminate. And I said, I don't want to terminate. And she said, it's so nonchalant. I'm like, I feel her. I can feel her kicking. I can feel her right, moving. Like right. I have a full stomach. How can you say it so easily? It's not, it's not that easy. And I don't, I am, uh, you know, everybody make their own choice. I'm all for you making your own choice. But me personally, I don't believe in myself getting an abortion and I've always stuck to it. Um, and I remember the last one when I went to was the one I told him I'm, I'm not coming back here. And that was the one where the doctor was like, it went away. And I was like, what do you mean it went away? And she's like, I'm looking at all the scans. It just went away. So when Ryder got diagnosed with BLCAD, which was the day after I brought her home from the hospital, I remember going through that same phase again with my mom. Like, you know, we can't tell everybody. You shouldn't post about this. You shouldn't do all this stuff. The day that I posted about Rye having it was she was outside. I can picture she had on these heart pajamas and she had on some little black Yeezys and she had her little curls. She was so small. And and she's was only about this big. Only so big. Yeah. But she was at Porter. She was on the stairs. Okay. And I told mom I'm going to post it and she was upset with me and I posted it and I got an influx. Nurses, doctors, people yeah. who Families yeah. who've never heard of anyone else having it. Families who've lost their child who've had it. Families whose child is thriving. It was every end right. of the story. And then mom was upset with me. Not upset with me, but just like, why would you share it? You know? And then I remember there was a few months went by, and she was somewhere, and a nurse stopped her mm. and thanked her for sharing Ryder's story. Mm. Because a baby was born that had the same thing that Rye had. The mom went down a Google rabbit hole and just saw all the negative stories that comes with it. And the nurse said I was able to pull up Cheyenne's page and show her Ryder. And she said the mom immediately was like, 
my daughter can be like that. Yes. Yeah. And mom said, I'm sorry. Yeah. She called me and she apologized for everything. Wow. And she's like, I will never tell you to stop sharing. I'm still waiting for her to call me and apologize for everything. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> It's not going to happen, okay? I kind of wasn't holding my breath. Give it up. <laughs> Give that one up. But to this day, every now and then, mom will look at me and will still apologize. And yeah. she will still apologize about when we were doing the brain tumor stuff. She'll apologize for how she felt about me sharing that Ryder Hadfield cat to this day. And I always go, mom, it's we're six years in. We're good. Like, yeah. I'm not mad at you yeah, about yeah. it. We're fine. And She's, she's always still, been kind of secretive. Is like, I'm so sorry that I ever tried to put that mentality onto you and into you. And I'm an overshare. Everybody knows that. I share every fucking day. I, my whole life is on Front Street. So she's mm. like, you took it and ran with it. And yeah. there's, I don't hide anything. So she's, she always apologizes for that to this day. Anytime she still apologizes for it. So I don't know. I had to share that because it, it sticks yeah. with me. It still sticks with me. Yeah. And, She's like, I had to learn it. I had to learn how to break through that mentality of, you, you know, you keep it here. Right. You keep it in your house. Right, right. So for those that are listening, share your stuff. Share yeah. it, share it. Not only the good times, but the bad times too. Because you got people around you that help you get through them. Yeah. You got people that you don't even know that might come through for you. Yeah. You know. Um, and you just don't know how it would affect the next person. Anytime I talk about Ryder having like her metabolic condition, I always get people who are like, I thought I was the only one dealing with this. Or I had one mom hit me up and their child actually passed from the same thing that Ryder had. And how old was she? Eight. And it stuck with me for, it still sticks with me. And I always think about them and I'm always like, I don't know. I, so, so yeah, I did do, um, I created a nonprofit for Ryder to bring awareness to mm-hmm. VLCAD and other metabolic deficiencies. Mm-hmm. And I did it for a while. I stopped doing it. It still runs. I still pay all the fees for it to run. But I stopped actively doing it. Um, I still do some stuff behind the scenes, but being, like, super active where I'm posting every day yeah. and doing stuff – because mentally, I couldn't handle it. It's tough. It's tough. I remember when you were doing it. We were going to events. It was like the the rare. Does yeah, the girl who runs rare? Does she still do? I think so. I don't know. I honestly, I had to disconnect myself from it because oh. mentally, every day I was getting a message from somebody who has lost their child to the same disease, and I couldn't mentally take it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I had to check out. I'm going to tell you, it's rough. Because I'm not even getting all the messages that you would be getting. But just being around it. Being around it, seeing some of the, seeing and hearing, more so seeing, seeing some of the kids. Because we'd go to events. Mm-hmm. That, I was really, in what it. She was, doing, she was trying to highlight a whole lot of different rare diseases, rare diseases that people just don't know about. Yeah. Um, and it was tough. It was, it was, I mean, meeting these moms and seeing the kids, you know, it was, it was, it's, I could understand how it could be mentally draining. I was drained and I felt bad saying I was drained. And you know what? Let me share this. If you happen to be the friend 
or family of anybody that does have a child or a parent, anybody that has got a rare disease or something difficult, you know, find some time in your life to give them a break, to give them, to take them out, have lunch, to go babysit for them, to give them a moment to breathe, you know, especially if you're a trusted friend or family and somebody in your family has got, you know, a little one that, that has got a a rare disease or something that that's difficult that they're going through. Find some minutes in your day as much as you can once a week, once a month, twice a month, whatever you can just to go over there and call them and say, Hey, look, girl, I'm coming to give you a break. I want you to go out here. Here's $45. Go out and have yourself a drink and a, and a lunch, you know, da 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 da, or bring the baby. We're going to do it. Uh, however yeah, you can do, do whatever something. you can do, do something. Cause you don't know how tough it is um, for that individual. They're going through so many things in their head. What could happen? What could be, you know, what if yeah. this is da, da, da. It's just, it's a tough, it's a tough road. And I would so, say it doesn't ever get easy. I don't think it does. No. It only gets, see like Ryder's situation to me at this point is easy. No, now, but, but, but Ryder has her six months coming up. So in January she has her blood work. She has to go get a heart echo. And all of that just gives me so much anxiety yeah, because yeah. what she has, it targets it could target something. It, could, it can make her heart enlarge. It can make her kidneys do this. It could do this. Like there's so much to it to where she has a disease you can't see until you see it. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like you don't see Ryder's disease until she's sick. And yeah. when she's sick, yeah, it's like a whole, it's like, where did this person come from? Right. right. She's just, it's just like L- dead weight. Lethargic. Yeah. Lethargic. Yeah. She's just not that she can't walk. It's just so many things that go into it. So with her, appointment coming up i'm just like i've been praying every day i'm praying like what is the blood work going to show us and now because rye is so active and for so many times i've been told she should not be mm-hmm. i'm like you know am i doing the right thing oh, girl, come which is which is what i feel but i feel like like it, you just never the anxiety part never goes away if you have a child that has a rare disease yeah. the anxiety part never goes away um, well, just so that you don't feel like you're on this boat alone, the anxiety of any parent. I have the same anxiety with Ace. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't have anything to do with rare disease. Yes. Ace is fine. Ace yes. is throwing yes. shit at yeah. me. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I have the so same his, anxiety that's, that's with his, Ace. That's his parenting. That's his parenting. I have the same anxiety with hey, him. How much time we got going on? No, we're done. We're done? We're okay, so we ran, We, you know, we ended up doing all the talking this, ep- this, this yeah, episode. Yeah, we did. We only did one we needed to we talk. Do. Yeah, I think so. We did. We did. We, did. <laughs> we needed to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Hey, right. but I want to really start doing this. What was the best thing you ate this week and the worst thing you ate this week? Best thing I ate this week? Yes. Enchiladas. <laughs> oh, shit. I almost fell. <laughs> you understand what I mean in another few months. Yes. Okay. What was the worst thing you ate this week? Mind you guys, you see he has a chef, a whole chef jacket on, right? The worst thing I ate this month, I could say burnt enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will get it in a little bit. <laughs> I hate you. How about you? What's the best thing you ate this I week? I hate you. What's the best thing? Go ahead and say it. Enchiladas. The best thing I ate this week. Enchiladas. Enchiladas. Yes. The worst thing that I've ate this week. 
burnt it to no, us. No, 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 no. It wasn't that bad. But they were burned. No, no. Appearance-wise, not taste-wise. Either way, yeah, it was a fail. Okay, so best and worst every week, huh? Yeah, best and worst every week. So okay. a little side note, because people are going to be like, what are you guys cracking up at? I can't, we can't talk about it, but I can say this much. My dad and I did a cooking show and we competed against each other. That's all I can say. Shut up, dad. <laughs> That's all I can say. We're really excited. It's going to come out, I think, in February. I heard January, February. January, February. When yeah. it comes out, we will be sure to let you guys know because you guys have to support us. Yeah. Both of us. Yeah. Yes. And that is it. So. Hence the chef. No, no. This has nothing to do with that. Oh, okay. This has to do with. Oh, we're going to start cooking again. I want to let you guys know. We have heard you and we've talked about it and we've tried to set dates, but sometime before. What's Kyle, how does Kyle say Life started lifing. Life is lifing. Life is lifing. So everything didn't go according to schedule. Yeah. But we're trying it again tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to get in the kitchen. What are got we making? My, got my ship. Name it. I'll make it. Oh, excuse me, big guy. You didn't name it. You know. Don't do. I, say, I have stuff to make. What? Like, I've never made taquitos. I've never made a taquito either. And I'll, I'll make some taquitos. Okay, let's do that. Some beef. Shredded beef, uh-huh. taquitos okay, with I'm guacamole. Down. I'm down. Okay. Okay, so this episode is going to be up this Wednesday. Stay tuned for a episode of us just cooking. So that's just going to be on our YouTube channel. The same YouTube channel you guys can watch our podcast on. We're going to be more active at posting our cooking videos. So make sure if you just listen to the podcast and you don't visually watch it, make sure you start checking the YouTube channel to watch the cooking episodes. So when you do the cooking, mm-hmm. so that's actually two different deals. It's two different things. Okay. Right. Podcast is audio. Okay. So yeah. when we do the cooking, we're it's still going to talk, 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 talk. We're still going to talk. We're still going to talk. But okay. I mean, we're not going to cook in silence. All right, cool. Yeah, I got a lot of things to talk about. Oh, we know. Yeah. I, I've, I've actually, they put a gag order. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you guys out there. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Continue to rate us five stars on all of your podcast platforms. I literally just read one of the best comments or reviews that I had today that we had today where really? they were like, this should be my father. Like the dynamic between the two of us. Just having someone to seek advice from, having the relationship that we have, and um, it really stuck with me. I think that, you know, I've always loved my dad and I's relationship, but hearing it so many times that other people want it and, like, seek out the same relationship with their father or father figure, it really makes me appreciate my dad. We're going to do a cooking episode tomorrow, but we're also going to shoot another podcast episode. And look, this, L-I-Q. This time... You, you know who you are. I got oh, you. Wow, Dad. <laughs> this time when we do the podcast episode tomorrow, yes. we're not going to talk. We're just going to go straight into questions. We're straight into... Okay. We're going to go straight into questions. Okay. Because right. okay? we suck. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. But it was good talking to you. It was good talking to you. I love you. All right. See you guys. All right, guys. Bye.